magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Thursday, February 29th. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about Hunter Biden, shall we? You know, he was on Capitol Hill yesterday. He did that closed door deposition and he was disputing claims by Republicans that Joe Biden was involved in his son's business dealings. Afterwards, uh, Hunter's lawyer said that they were focusing more on his addiction than anything else, something that the first family has already openly discussed. And the deposition was conducted by the House Oversight Committee. And uh, this is leading up to an impeachment inquiry into the president. Okay, so the Republicans have been at this for how long now? Year and a half. Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, they were elected. They took into January, so basically 13 months. And what do we have to show for this, Casey? Yeah. What, more, what, more investigations? What 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 do we have? To, I mean, how much money has been spent on this now? How much taxpayer money has been spent on this now? And what do we have to show for this? Nothing. I mean, no one's gone to jail. Nope. They're no closer to any sort of impeachment. No one's been impeached. Hunter mm-hmm. Biden is still roaming around a free <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Republican Party in action. This is why I am the way I am about the Republicans, because they tell you one thing. And whether it's getting Joe Biden or cutting government spending or holding people accountable, they just they don't do it. They they don't follow the Republican Party almost never follows through. And this is another example where they are just dragging this thing out. What other information do you need at this point to make a decision on the blatantly obvious fact that Joe Biden had an office that was for sale and he used his drug addict son as the conduit well if they don't drag it out they can't use it during an election year so that's the problem right um it almost sounds like in a way you agree with joe biden on this because he said it's baseless and destructive and it's a big charade well it makes you are now weirdly giving wins to joe biden I mean, they drug this thing out, and now they allowed this one witness they had, who is mm-hmm. one of you know multiple, multiple witnesses who have said the same thing. But they, you know, this one guy, part of his story—it's not the whole story apparently—but part of his story has you know fallen apart, and he's he's been charged with something. And now it's like they go, "See, it's all just a giant house of cards. See, it's a witch hunt." And they let the media, and then of course, because the media is cheerleading for Biden to get out of this, they run with that narrative because the Republicans have drugged this thing out for so long. And so much of it has been done behind closed doors that the public, in many cases, has no idea what they actually even have. Right. So at this point, it's a bunch of conspiracies and accusations without any charges. Well, Jim Jordan and James Comer, they do love their camera time. And of course, here's Jim Jordan, and he's talking about how Hunter's business deals uh, didn't come to fruition until Joe Biden stepped in. 
I mean, there's a pattern with uh, the Biden family. Hunter Biden goes out and tries to get business, but the agreements and the deals never get done until Joe Biden shows up, either on a phone call, stopping by a lunch, dropping by a dinner. That's when these things happen. And, th and this Chinese energy company is a great example. He'd been working on this deal for months, but it wasn't until they're having a lunch at the Four Seasons restaurant, mm -hmm. eight Chinese officials there mm -hmm. with Hunter Biden and his business partners that Joe Biden stops in. And then three weeks later, Shazam, here comes $3 million wired to Hunter Biden. So that's the pattern throughout. So we'll explore that kind of broad issue. Huh. They're going to explore that broad issue. And this is the same talking point that he's been saying for a while now. And where's the indictment? Where is any movement, any progress on this? I know that they're subpoenaing more credit card records and yet still nothing. Nancy Mace, uh, she wanted to get out in front of the camera as well. And she said that Hunter was being defiant and dishonest. Two things I'm going to say this morning so far in the first hour is that Hunter Biden is being defiant mm -hmm. and also dishonest. And his testimony, some of it, is in direct conflict with other witnesses. So at this point, it's just a bunch of name calling between the two parties. Yeah, that's what no it progress. always is. Right. No, no, no progress on anything. No, and, and they're not going to get any progress because they don't want progress. The average person, look at, just ask yourself this question. How has Joe Biden afforded the lifestyle that he has? What Joe Biden was a career government worker who, other than for a very brief period, has been either a senator, vice president, or president of the United States. Their salaries are maybe afford you a middle-class lifestyle in the area in which he lives. And his wife was a teacher, and she's certainly not getting rich off being a teacher. So how did Joe Biden one book deal or even multiple book deals based on the amount of books he probably did not actually sell is not going to afford you the life that Joe Biden has. How did he acquire all of this mm -hmm. stuff? The cars, the homes, all of this. How did he get that? How did his son, who you wouldn't hire to run a Wendy's, how is he making this these huge sums of money? How is his son, who's a subpar artist at best, getting all of this money for these paintings? These are just questions that an average person would ask yourself and go, does that make does that make any sense to you? And if the answer is no, then you should probably in a year and a half have been able to come up with why not. So you could say that, well, Hunter Biden made his money on the board of Burisma, right? But then Matt Gates was saying yesterday that during the deposition, Hunter revealed that he was on the board. Uh, not because of his expertise, not even for the salary, but to fight Russians. Yeah, I, I, I'd say that there were a number of interesting moments, but perhaps none more interesting than when Hunter Biden told us that he uh, joined the Burisma board mm -hmm. to counter Russian aggression. <laughs> I, I hadn't heard that one before, that thank goodness we had Hunter Biden on the Burisma board uh, because that was uh, central to his strategy to stand up to Vladimir Putin. Has so. taken the fifth at all? So that's the only new thing that we've heard come out of all of this. And that's what Matt Gates is saying. But it also kind of leads into, you mentioned the book deal that Joe Biden had a ghostwriter for, right? And apparently he's saying that he had all of those classified documents so that he could refer back to them when writing his book. Of course, he's not mentally fit enough to stand trial for having those classified documents. And yesterday, he did have his physical, and the White House 
released the health report where it says that he's healthy and robust. Of course, they were sprinting to get that information out. And when they were asked about it, if Joe Biden had a cognitive test during his physical, Karine Jean-Pierre said, um, no. But, you know, he passes a cognitive test every single day. And, you know, and you've heard us say this, and I'll reiterate this, the president's doctor has said, if you look at what this president, the president who is also the commander in chief, he passes a cognitive test every day, <laughs> every day, mm-hmm. as he moves from one topic to another topic, try, understanding the granular level of these topics. You saw him talk about uh, fighting crime today. Tomorrow, he's going to go to the border. Next week, he's going to give a State of the Union address. And so we have to keep that in mind. Uh, this is a very rigorous job uh, and uh, the president has been able to do to this job every day for the past three years <laughs> he does it every single day do you remember when he was practically falling asleep when he was in hawaii <laughs> he practically falls asleep all the places casey so his doctor came out and said that there are no new concerns i thought that was an interesting way of saying it that there are no new concerns what sure. about the, what about the previous concerns right there's concerns that we already know about but there's no new concerns they said that he is fit for duty and physically able to take on the responsibilities of leading the united uh, states uh, uh, question question yeah. question yes i feel like we kind of glossed over this what uh, what about the previous concerns well, what about what all what about all the previous concerns? Rob, silly Rob, there's no new <laughs> concerns. Hey, did you see Mark Cuban was on this podcast the other day? And uh, boy, he has a potty mouth when he's... Mark Cuban? Off the record. Oh, Mark Cuban? Yeah. yeah oh yeah, he's a total jerk. He, uh, he's he, a total was, jerk. he was complaining that there's too much free speech <laughs> on X. He was saying that it's a cesspool and you can't win arguments over there. <laughs> Uh, and I don't Luke, know. Welcome to the party, pal. Well, I don't know which is worse about this. Um, listening to Mark Cuban complain about free speech on X or his cringy comments that he when he's trying to appeal to a younger audience. Check this out. X is just such a cesspool. Now. Show. It's a shithole, right? You yeah. can't you can't win no matter what. Everything like less and less and less, less time. Elon it up right badly he, he that shit up. but you know instagram's still chill tiktok's still chill and there's chill. other places right that aren't so bad where you can mess with people and have fun yeah. um but you just can't do it on on twitter that this x conversation is is important because yeah. you know as the conversation around like real radical free speech continues to like carry on here mm-hmm. i mean that's kind of what you have there okay so <laughs> radical free speech that's the purpose of speech it's free it can as long as you're not threatening someone or harming someone or, and there's obviously guidelines with what you can say or face legal proceedings potentially mm-hmm. but as long as you play inside those boxes yeah that's why it's free you can say whatever you want i think it's so interesting that he's like when somebody doesn't agree with his opinion that's when it becomes yeah. a cesspool yeah and an echo chamber Look, but, okay, and but, he just admitted he can't win a debate on x and he doesn't like it but let's bring it back to us here because this is what our show does better than anybody else because this is not that much different than what happens here in the state of indiana look at what they did with the election law Okay, so we tried to rig the system. So you have to have previously voted in a Republican primary Mm -hmm. in order to run for public office. That should keep the undesirables out. 
oh, crap, there's too many people who, like, would vote in a municipal primary and then the next year would be able to run for state house or Congress. we got to rig the system again. There's too many people that are playing inside our rules and succeeding, so we got to rig the system further to try to box those people out. Now let's make it two primaries instead of one. <laughs> we can rip on guys like Mark Cuban, but he's a private citizen. He can say and do whatever he wants, and it doesn't impact anybody else. We have people that actually do this crap that are in the government, and they get away with it. Why isn't everybody laughing at this? Yeah, they actually affect your life. This is Mark Cuban just saying how chill Instagram is. Wasn't it like a year ago that he said that he was going to be all over threads? Do you know anybody who's on threads anymore? That was supposed that to was be... A, that was the Facebook thing, right? It was the, the Instagram answer to X. And it was supposed to be the next big thing. Yeah, that's right. right? Do you know anybody who's on threads? I actually got... Because uh, Instagram is owned by Facebook, right? Meta, yeah. yeah right. I got a thing, it must have been on Instagram, telling me all the people who I follow or am following or whatever, I very rarely ever use Instagram, but that are on this threads, Mm -hmm. and it was some weird announcement, like, you would want to be on here too because X amount of your friends are on it. And I was like, I didn't even remember that thing existed. (laughs) Exactly. Here's one more app for you to check out. Well, according to Mark Mark Cuban, it's chill, Rob. People seem to like, kind of like Twitter. I mean, I know that the, like, elitists and Mm -hmm. the the liberals don't like it because you actually have free speech on there now, but people seem to kind of really like like Twitter. Hey, talking about free speech, you did something two years ago. Oh, that's right. It's the anniversary of something oh, that you right. did. Oh, boy. But this was a huge part of, for our longtime listeners, this was such a huge thing we did on our show, mm-hmm. and you guys were involved in it, and it popped up in my feed that we have hit the two-year anniversary, so let's relive it when we come back. It would not serve Hoosiers <laughs> well. No, it really would. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Well, 21 after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Happy anniversary, Rob. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. Mm-hmm. I know this was before you graced us with your presence on these airwaves. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, you uh, it, did, it was alerted to me that we have reached a two-year anniversary, thanks to the Facebook memories and then someone uh, tagging me in a post on Twitter. Yeah. That, um, yes, today is the two-year anniversary of of uh, when I walked over, I think this may have been the second time, so we'll just lump all, this was a multi-day event, yeah. but when I uh, waltzed over there, Kev was with me at least one of these times, when we went over to, or no, maybe it was Jacob, was this you or was this Jacob? Was Jacob still our producer or were you here? It was uh, Jacob. It was Jacob, okay. So when we went over to the state house yeah. to uh, ask the questions to the governor mm-hmm. about a variety of issues, and uh, you know, multiple times we did not uh, get a response, and um, we then, of course, made that a, a part of the show and letting people know how they would not respond to any of the questions that we asked. So we were really asking on the behalf of, of Hoosiers. Of course, that was still kind of in the throes of the COVID shutdowns, emergency declarations, whatever. And uh, and then ultimately, we finally produced the now infamous 
it would not serve Hoosier's well response from one of his staffers. Uh, they finally got uh, enough bad publicity. Mm-hmm. They felt they had to say something. They had to give you something. And they told me they, that it, quote, would not serve Hoosier's well for them to answer the very, uh, what I felt were very pertinent questions that you I asked wanted to ask. You asked 10 questions. Yes. And did you ever get an answer on None. any of them except Zero. for would not serve Hoosier's Zero. well? Zero. That's all I have. The only official respondents, correspondence I ever got was from a Holcomb staffer that it would it would not serve Hoosiers well. Mm-hmm. So I just thought we might relive some of these questions because keep in mind, the General Assembly hasn't done anything. The supermajorities, Republican supermajorities, haven't done anything to force the answer on any of these questions either. So I thought, you know, isn't that pathetic? I know that Two there's a later. bill. The, well, there's a bill uh, in the House right now about the emergency powers of the governor. Yeah, they gutted a bunch of the Senate yeah. provision. Of course, they're doing this because Holcomb's out and those guys and girls are totally petrified of Holcomb. So they're going to be Johnny Tough guy with the next Mm-hmm. governor. Um, but I just thought it might be fun to take a little stroll down memory lane and just remember the questions that we still don't have uh, answers to and revisit these uh, these questions. Sounds Would good. Would you like to? Uh, yeah. yeah. Very good. Okay. Uh, number one, why did you meet with the domestic terrorist Malik Muhammad and let him write the police reform bill? Mm-hmm. Uh, why did you call peaceful protesters a human petri dish, yet called rioters and looters noble? Noble. According to Johns Hopkins, the lockdowns prevented at most 0.2% of deaths. Do you regret saying that you wrongly, quote, trusted the science in putting over a million people out of work and shutting down thousands of businesses? <laughs> what was, quote, the science that you trusted to shut down the state? Who did you listen to? Dr. Fauci, Dr. Box, gynecologist, failed Surgeon General Jer- Jerome Adams. Why did you pick a gynecologist, Dr. Box, to be the state health commissioner? What qualifications does a gynecologist have to oversee combating a virus? How much money did you give up from your paycheck, retirement, or benefits during the pandemic while you forced over a million people into government assistance, if they could get it? Mm -hmm. Why did you exempt liquor stores from closure during the pandemic? Is this just an incredible coincidence, given your close personal friend, former campaign treasurer, and state party chairman Kyle Hupfer is part owner in over 30 liquor stores? Mm. How does someone go from a distant third in a U.S. Senate primary, completely out of money, reduced to shooting baskets in all 92 counties, to being elected governor (laughs) in the same year? (laughs) When you continually brag about trails and rural broadband initiated under your regime, why do you every single time leave out how those are being paid for? The largest tax increase in state history, gas, Mm -hmm. and a billion-dollar tax on truckers to use roads. And why do you continually deny that critical race theory is being taught in public schools, despite testimony of countless parents given specific instances where it is occurring? Are these law-abiding taxpayers liars? Oh, boy. Well, that last one, we've even heard. Yes, we uh, have them on tape. Administrators, yes. yeah, admitting to it on tape. So that's interesting. And I never got an answer to any of those questions, Casey. Mm-hmm. Well, by him saying this would not serve Hoosiers well, yes. I think that's just his answer of take your questions elsewhere, Mr. Kendall. And isn't it crazy that four years later, mm-hmm. despite more than 100 of the 150 members of the General Assembly being Republicans, we still we still have no answer? You know, you should have. Darn it, if we would only have been reminded of these questions when Suzanne Crouch was here. That's a great point. Because... 
as his lieutenant governor, maybe she could have enlightened us. That's true. Um, some insight. You know, here's the interesting thing. And in case, look, I, I, that is a mistake on my part. I've just done so much for humanity <laughs> that sometimes it's hard to keep track of, <laughs> of all of them. <laughs> and, you know, clearly we did indeed uh, drop the ball on that. But four years later, the two years later after we asked the questions, four years after the stuff was occurring, think about that. The governor of the state of Indiana had a VIP meet and greet. We're never letting this go, by the way. So we're just going to keep mentioning this because the Republicans are never going to do anything about it. Are you going to never let this go even when he's out of office? Oh, no, because the General Assembly is just as much to blame for this as he is. And so as long as these same people are running the show, Mm -hmm. we're going to keep talking about it. The governor, the Republican governor of the state of Indiana had a meet and greet with a guy who on statewide television marched from downtown to the governor's residence and on live television Mm -hmm. threatened to seize the governor's residence. Hundreds of people in his little good time fun gang. And what was the response to that? Can you imagine if Rob Kendall threatened right now, went down there and threatened to seize the governor's mansion on live TV? Do you think I'd be just allowed to leave and then the next day I'd be having a, a picnic at the governor's mansion? What do you think would happen to me, Casey, if on live TV I led hundreds of people from downtown to the governor's mansion and threatened to seize it on live TV? Oh, and then afterwards when the, when I left because I'd gotten all the attention I wanted, which is what that guy was doing, I said, oh, I came here expecting to die. What do you think would have happened to me, Casey? Mm-hmm. Well, in the case of Malik Muhammad, well, I got, think for starters, you wouldn't be working here. Yeah, anymore. no kidding, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, remember the thing on Malik was, oh, he's just a poor farmer. Mm-hmm. He's just a poor misguided farmer. He's he, a misguided well, farmer who's in jail now. And then Eric Holcomb's, one, mm-hmm. inability to arrest that guy and apprehend him, which is what would have happened to any of us. But two, give him a VIP meet and greet and let him write part of the police reform bill. And then three, allowed him to leave, which in which he left the state and is now doing time in jail for attempting to kill cops in Portland. And not a single Republican, Casey, not a single Republican that is in that General Assembly right Mm -hmm. now said a single solitary word about this. Yet the people who peacefully protested at the early days of COVID simply saying, we don't want any free stuff. We don't want any social justice. We don't want any reparations. We just want to be able to go to work. Go to work. Mm -hmm. He called them a human, and I knocked his sign over. They called him a, he called them a human Petri dish. Mm -hmm. And no Republican said a word to that either. It is 1129. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. We could talk about how the New York appeals court judge has denied Donald Trump's request to delay payment on that $464 million owed to the state. Of course, right. After the attorney general filed that lawsuit. We could talk about uh, the Supreme Court saying that they will decide whether Donald Trump is entitled to broad immunity from federal prosecution. But we're not going to. Oh. Instead, we're going to talk about something that is all over the internet today. What's that? Kate Middleton and where she is. Oh, no. Why would you do that to mm-hmm. me? Because a lot of people are talking about this. Is she missing? Well, that's the question. She has become the latest subject of some conspiracy theories online. Lots of people on social media continue to speculate over why she has been absent 
from the public eye. So she had this planned abdominal surgery back on January 17th. And they said that she would be taking some time to recover and taking time off from her public duties until after Easter following the procedure, right? Yeah. But then the other day, Prince William, who is heir to the throne, he was supposed to speak at a memorial service for his godfather, but he did not because of a personal matter. And then Kate Middleton's name started trending on X. Uh-huh. Lots of memes, lots of jokes, lots of different theories questioning where she is, what's going on. And a lot of people are really starting to question why they haven't seen any pictures of her. I guess the last one that was reported was on Christmas Day. And they're saying even after the cancer diagnosis of King Charles, they have been putting out pictures of him in recovery, reading cards, reading books. But there has been nothing on Kate Middleton. She has just been MIA from the public. Well, look, she's been pr- a pretty private person, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she, I mean, in her whole, obviously you give up, a, as Diana found out, there is no such thing as privacy when you're, you know, your husband is in line to be the king of England. But, but she's always kind of not been a glitzy, glamorous, look at me sort of person. She's done the job and the duties. And I think she knows what she married into and what comes with it. Maybe she just doesn't, well, she just wants to recover in peace. Did we ever think of that, that maybe somebody just wants to be like left alone mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. recover in peace? She's always seemed, and so is he, like they've always seemed like pretty decent people and pretty okay, uh, you know, especially William compared to his dad. I mean, who's was yeah. a complete dirtball. Um, so maybe just she just wants to be left alone. Women are different than men, right? Like maybe she just isn't looking her best or, you know, whatever. Okay. Does it always have to be the end of the world? Someone's died or dead or on death's door? Can't somebody just want to be left alone? Well, we are talking about the internet, so the answer to that question is no. People have to speculate. It's like me. When I'm not doing this, I want to be left alone. My desire is to be left alone. So, um, you know, they did put out that she was having abdominal surgery, yeah. but they were not specific about it. And of course a lot of people making jokes about it that well maybe she's performing on the mask singer on fox and then other people saying maybe she went to the willy wonka experience that was in scotland i don't know if you saw pictures of that it was a total bust and now people have been photographing images hover and i have my own theory Uh because many people are questioning why is it taking her so long to recover? And because they weren't specific about the abdominal surgery that she had, yeah. my theory is that she had some sort of bowel resection surgery. And yeah, that can take many months to recover from. Why does anyone care? Well, she is the future queen of England. But uh, I mean, look... This is where the, the internet, mother of the this, air. This is to where, the throne. yeah, but this is where the internet has harmed society mm-hmm. because if this were, you know, thirty years ago, you wouldn't hear a peep about this in the nightly. It wasn't like it wouldn't like Tom Brokaw would come on and go, Kate Middleton is still mm-hmm. unheard from. Nobody would be thinking about this at all. She probably did have some sort of, you know, clearly she had a surgery. Yeah. Probably something that she's a little maybe embarrassed about or whatever. Something that probably takes some time to to mend up. Yep. And she's just on the mend and she's a very classy, mostly private and person. And doesn't want to be pictured in a robe or yes. on some um, medication. And, and I love, they're like, well, Charles is being photos. He's the king. <laughs> He's yeah. the actual king himself. She's nothing. 
She wouldn't even, she's not even a queen, right? What are they, there's a name for whatever she's she a, would be. She's a princess. Yeah, but I mean, she wouldn't even be the, que- the queen, right? She would be, there's a name for her, queen consort. Queen, queen or, consort. Or whatever that is. This whole thing is stupid. The whole thing is stupid. This is stupid. The idea of having a queen, king and queen is stupid. Their whole system <laughs> of governance is stupid. The amount of money they give them is stupid. It's all, leave the lady alone. Are you within top 1% of wealthiest in the country? We're going to tell you how much money it requires to be there coming up from 90. WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It is the Kendall and Casey show. My name is Casey. That guy is Rob Kendall. Hello. He's got a lot of money. Don't let him fool you. He's rolling around in it all night long. He fills up the bathtub with it. I'm truly amazed for spending basically my entire life in radio and media uh, that I am not in a ditch somewhere. And that's how I judge my success. Like, what do you, I, what do you mean well, in a ditch? Think about how many truly poor people we know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking below the abject poverty line that are in this business. And I have managed, Casey, yeah. uh, with 22 years now in this business, to live a somewhat middle class life. Do you know how much money you would need to be uh, to be in the top 1% of oh my wealth goodness. in this country? In this country. In so to this be country. A top 1% or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, I'll tell you. Like, is that is your actual net worth? Yeah. Just top one percent. Not of your wealth. annual salary. Correct. Okay. Uh, three million dollars. Higher, Bob. Okay. Uh, five million dollars. You're close. Five point eight million dollars okay. is what you need. You know, that's not that much money. One. It's not that much, though. I mean, I don't. Well, it is to people like us, right? And uh, I mean, but I'm saying, like, really? when you, if you think of, like, there was a time, like, I remember as a kid, mm-hmm. and my grandmother and I used to talk about this quite a bit about maybe someday you'll be a millionaire, right? And you'd think, oh my gosh, that is just a ton of money. But when you factor in, if you're talking net worth, you're talking retirement, you're talking savings, you're talking homes, you're yep. talking cars, in a all modern, of your assets together in the modern era there's tons of people who you would look at and the life they live you would say that person is super middle class and they're worth well over a million dollars yeah so this uh 5.8 million dollars to join the top one percent of wealth in the u.s is actually up 15 percent from just a year ago one year ago you had to increase your net worth by 15 percent to be in the top one percent well and this is and we've talked about this on the show many times i i am a capitalist to the core i believe you should never feel bad for legally making as much money as you possibly can i don't begrudge these people in any shape, form, or, or fashion who legally make all the money that they can. Now, I do begrudge when governments, like here in Indiana, take a half a billion dollars from poor and middle class people and give it to these super wealthy corporations and help them. Now, that's tipping the scale. But people who are on an even playing field, you know, being smarter and working harder, no, no regrets whatsoever. What I do worry about, and we see this more and more every day, 
is the divide between the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about people who don't want to get off their ass and go to work every day. I'm talking about people who do do things the right way, who do go to work, who do take an active role in their kids' lives, who are good citizens in their communities. It is getting harder and harder for those people to elevate themselves while the super rich keep getting super richer. Absolutely. It just keeps getting farther and farther apart. The thing that is worrying me are the medical costs keep rising because uh, I personally in the last year I've added another about year of work on my life just based on medical expenses. You know, it's fascinating. Um, Matt Hiblin, our boss, and I have had this conversation uh, many times. Capitalism is great. Capitalism it has done more for humanity and saved more people and lifted more people up into better lives than anything you know imaginable. But the reason people turn against capitalism is what you're talking about there. Mm-hmm. You, you know, in, in your case, hey, look, you and your husband have been very successful. You've had good careers. You have insurance plans that help pay for these sort of things. Yeah. You can you can weather these sort of storms, but it took you 20 plus years of saving and being financially. There. Right. There's a lot of people who, you know, maybe they have more children. Maybe they, mm-hmm. you know, have had somebody laid off. People turning its capitalism when they say, hey, look, I'm trying to do everything the right way. I try to go to work each day. I try to take care of my kids. I don't want to be my family or my children to be a ward of the state. And yet I can't elevate. And this guy, you know, when they see things like the FTX guy Mm -hmm. who look at that scheme and scam he was running for years. And before it all fell apart, he had become a billionaire. Yeah. People see that. And that's why they turn against capitalism. They see bad people or people who aren't doing things the right way get ahead and I'm trying my hardest and I'm getting behind and that's really a challenge because countries are successful countries are in America is no different they're built on their middle class yes absolutely but I still would prefer to have the option than not I still would rather be have the choice to do capitalism than it be mandated that this is what is happening to you absolutely you know it's interesting when my child was first born and thankfully, it proved to be absolutely nothing. But you know how you are when you're first when you first become a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every single little thing. It's like, oh my gosh, this is the world's biggest deal. And so we had a concern, and we took her to. We did what the hospital said, and they, you know, as soon as they discharge, you say, hey, bring her back if you have any concerns. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't disclose what bringing her back would actually cost, and yeah. through you know, once. It, Insurance gets caught up, et cetera. They didn't recognize, hey, she's on our insurance, mm-hmm. so you have insurance. So that we'll take. They sent us a hospital bill for I what, bet it, what they it, did, and it was like, what mm-hmm. in the world is this? And so, of course, you're immediately like sprinting to the nearest cellular telephone. You're panicking and calling the hospital mm-hmm. who didn't, you know, run the insurance correct. No fault of their own. It, you know, it's an innocent mistake. You're calling them. You're calling your insurance company. We have insurance, but you see how much this stuff actually costs absolutely. if you don't and you don't have that safety net. Absolutely. And it's expensive and every little thing is itemized and it gets scary. So talking about this 1%, just yesterday, of course, this guy was ranked the richest man in the world by Bloomberg. Elon I, Musk. It's got to be Elon Musk, it right? It was Elon Musk with a net worth of $213 billion. How much? $213 billion. Okay, so this is another great example, right? Where you say, I'm never a guy who says you shouldn't be worth whatever. He clearly has done that. However, one of the things about Elon Musk is he's done it with a lot of government subsidies. Mm-hmm. You and I, the taxpayer, have subsidized a whole lot of what Elon Musk has made his wealth off of. That's not right. That shouldn't be happening. But people look at that. There are people who go, wait a second. I can barely pay my mortgage. Mm-hmm. And this guy. 
He's worth $213 billion. And is getting breaks from the government. And yes, you're basically paid to get richer. You know, and I do like Elon and especially everything that he's doing for free speech and fighting for that. Um, And the thing is that is starting to irritate me, though, is we talked about this last week, how he invented that Neuralink where people can move objects with their mind. And yes, there is a select percentage of, you know, people uh, who can't use their arms or legs that that would help. But I really wish that he would start using using some of his money for bio research. You know, uh, Joe Biden talked about running on the cancer moonshot. Yeah. And where where is Joe Biden with that? I thought he was going to cure cancer. Uh, exactly. So I really wish that Elon, if he really wanted to start changing lives, that he would start dabbling in that. And somebody said to me, cancer's boring. And I thought, oh boy, you are, that's, that's crushing. It may be boring and sad yeah. to talk about, but it would affect so many lives yeah. more so than Neuralink. Here's, so how much you say is worth? Two, $213 billion. $213 billion. This is why the whole thing when he bought Twitter was hilarious to me about people going, well, all these sponsors are leaving. He's really probably panicking. Mm-hmm. He's probably really feeling He's the heat right not now. Panicking. Imagine if okay, so he he bought whatever it was. He's thirty six thousand times richer than the top one percent of the United States. And so I forget what the final number was. Let's just say it was forty billion that he bought Twitter for. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a little more. Maybe it was a little less. Yeah. So basically, one fifth of his net worth he used to buy Twitter. Now, obviously. He didn't take $40 billion out of a savings account and give that to Twitter. He's got loans that we laid that out at the time. He has very high, he has investors, et cetera. But he's basically leveraged one-fifth of his worth to do something that is incredibly fun for him and has gotten him way more than $40 billion worth of earned media Mm -hmm. and publicity. It would be as if someone came to me and said, Rob Kendall, you can take one-fifth of your net worth leveraged but using other people's money, and you could own WIBC. Your childhood dream station that you grew up listening to, that you're a part of today, mm-hmm. that has, is arguably the most powerful media outlet in the state, you could leverage one-fifth of your net worth using other people's money to buy WIBC. You would totally do it. You would do it in a second. Yeah. You would do it in a second, and any person would do it in a second. And that's Absolutely. why it's hilarious when they were like, it's all over for Elon. He's in big trouble. No, he's not in anything. He's because playing. He's worth $213 <laughs> billion, Casey. Elon's just having a good time. <laughs> okay, so if you're a single lady and you want to maybe, I don't know, go to an establishment and start hobnobbing with the top 1% rich guys yeah. in the world or in the country, where would you go to do that Connecticut. Oh. That's where uh, uh, the threshold for the top 1%, they all live there. Yeah. Now, seems about right. If you want to go the opposite end of that spectrum and go with the sport poorest state. Yeah. Can you guess which one it is? Uh, I would say probably Mississippi. You're yeah, it is south. It's West Virginia. West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. yeah all right. They have the lowest income. And you want to move there? Uh, well, look how far my money would go. <laughs> to be in the top one percent in West Virginia, you have to have an annual uh, income three hundred sixty-seven thousand dollars. Well, you're it. like thirty-three times that. You that's, would be the Elon it. Musk of West Virginia. Isn't that amazing? Now, here's what we're going to do, Casey. Because as I've told you, I used to drive through West Virginia when I owned my radio station and would drive across the country to the uh, to the Atlantic Ocean. One of these days, because we have not seen the same West Virginia, and so one of these days we're gonna <laughs> you, take we're gonna take a trip and we're gonna like video it and live stream mm-hmm. it, and I'm gonna show you the West Virginia I saw, and I'm gonna challenge you to tell me why you would want to spend your golden years 
in this location. Well, have you ever been to Beckley, West Virginia? It's the uh, that's where our buddy Stephen P. New is from. I think the New River Gorge. It's I think beautiful. that's I think that's where Stephen P. New is from. Friend of the show, super Mountains, attorney, Beckley, like West Virginia. Yes, no, it'd be fantastic. Hey, happy Leap Day! Thank you. It's time for us to go. Great. All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.